1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So today, uh, um, you know, I was uh, in a little bit of a dilemma as to what to speak about. Uh, I was, you know, we just finished the book of James. And when you are doing a book, it's quite simple because you're not simple to, to do the message necessarily, but at least you know what you're supposed to speak on. And so you know what to prepare and, and you sort of go on with that. So uh, I had sort of in my mind thought I should <clears throat> start another book, but uh, uh, didn't really have uh, the uh, sufficient time to sort of get ready for that. So I thought I'd have a filler message today before uh, I get into another book. Um, and need to pray about that a little more as well. So uh, uh, what I want to speak about today is a, is a topical message. It's on the subject of thanksgiving. Uh, the problem with topical messages is that, you know, you're all over the, the place. So I'm going to take you throughout the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So keep your fingers uh, uh, moving there. So we'll be going to, I, I don't know if I'll get through. I must have about 50 or 60 verses here. Um, but I don't, know. I don't know if we'll get through all of those. We'll, we'll see if we can at least do enough to make them the main points here. So I want to speak on the subject of thanksgiving. Let's just read a couple of verses to start us off. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. I think we're all familiar with this, uh, this verse. So if you don't want to turn to it, that's okay. Uh, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Uh, some, some translations say concerning you. Let's also turn to Ephesians 5 and verse 20, another familiar passage. Um, <clears throat> let's, let's go back to verse 18. Let's read from verse 18. Ephesians 5 and 18 to 20. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20 says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So both these passages speak of this matter of giving thanks. And in 1 Thessalonians tells us that we are to give thanks in everything. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is one of the few things where you know, um, uh, where the word of God actually tells you something and then it tells you that it is the will of God. This is what God wants you to do. Of course, there's a lot of things he wants you to do, but, but explicitly it equates this with the, the matter of the will of God. And again, in Ephesians 5, we saw the same thing. Now, what is thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is expressing a gratitude and praise to God. And it is an attitude, okay? It is an attitude... Uh, that flows out of an acceptance of our total dependence on God. So when we say thank you to someone, uh, we are acknowledging that we are dependent on them, they have done something, and we appreciate it, and we do so, we, we show that appreciation by thanking them for it. And that's really, it's a very simple concept. Um, but as you study scripture, we find that this matter of thanksgiving is is really that throughout scripture, I mean, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, you know, we find, uh, and we look at some of those verses, that this is a very, very important thread that runs throughout scripture. This matter of thanksgiving to God, being thankful to God in all circumstances. And that's sort of what I want to look at this morning, is, and as we do so, for each of us to examine 
you know, do we live a life of thankfulness? Is our life characterized by thanksgiving? So this is not something that as a Christian we should just uh, do periodically. It should not be something that's rare. It should not be something that's sporadic. But rather it is to really uh, be something that's characteristic of uh, a believer in Christ. This matter of thanksgiving. And uh, sometimes it's very difficult for us to be this way, isn't it? Um, you know, it's very difficult to, to give thanks. It's more easy to get disappointed or get upset or get angry or, 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 or have all these other emotions rather than be thankful. And as we'll see, that this thanksgiving or this, this spirit of thankfulness is something that should be part of our life, even in not so positive circumstances. And I want to look at, uh, first of all, I want to look at the, the importance of thanksgiving in scripture. Uh, and we'll look at a few scriptures there to see that, uh, just to establish that this is really something that's very important and therefore we ought to consider it in terms of how we're living our lives. And then we'll look at uh, uh, seven aspects of thanksgiving uh, or applications, you know, different aspects of thanksgiving and how it needs to manifest itself in our life. So is thanksgiving important in scripture? Well, of course it is. So let's just look at a few verses. First of all, uh, we, we see the example of Christ. The Lord Jesus himself, uh, this is God incarnate, was, uh, uh, was in the habit of, of being very thankful. So if we turn to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25, we see there that uh, the Lord Jesus engaging in a spirit of thankfulness. He says in Matthew eleven twenty-five, 25, at that time Jesus answered and said, uh, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to the babes. So he's praying to God and he says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven. He thanks the Father. Uh, uh, chapter 26 and verse um, 27 of Matthew. Again, Gospel of Matthew chapter 26 and verse 27. He says, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you. So here we see Jesus giving thanks for the cup. And there's another verse, John 6, 11, where he gives thanks for the loaves and the fishes. In, uh, in um, John eleven forty one. let's look at that passage, uh, John 11 uh, and verse 41. And this is uh, in connection with uh, uh, the, uh, the incident of uh, Lazarus, uh, John 11, we talked about that a little bit this morning. John 11 and 41. And he's praying there and he says, um, Jesus, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Father, I thank you that you heard me. And there's a lot of other verses we could take. Uh, but the point is simply this, that even when we look at the, uh, the example of the life of the Lord Jesus, that he was a very thankful person. In his, in his human form, he was constantly thanking the Father, right? So this was an example, and of course, he encouraged us to follow, or instructed us rather, to follow his example. And so, just as thankfulness, thanksgiving was an important part of the, the, the life of Christ, it follows, therefore, that it ought to be in our lives as well. We then move from Christ to look at the heavenly host. In Revelation chapter 4, um, we see uh, the heavenly hosts praising God. And in verse 9 of Revelation 4, we see uh, that here's what they say. The living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne. That is the God himself sitting on the throne who lives forever and ever. 
And the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worshipped him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. And they had this wonderful song to sing. But it tells us there that the hosts of heaven, uh, what did they do? They gave glory and honor and thanks to God. Right? Uh, Romans, I'm sorry, Revelation 7 and verse 11. Uh, the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Um, verse uh, uh, chapter 11 again, verse uh, Revelation 11 and verse 16 and 17. 24 elders who sat before the God on the throne fell on their faces and worshipped God saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and is to come because you have taken your great power and reign. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. Thankfulness, we see it not only in the life of Christ, but we see it in heaven among the heavenly host. And then we see that God himself has commanded it to us. We read the, um, the passage in 1 Thessalonians, but... Let's look at Psalm 50, uh, the book of Psalms, and verse uh, 50, and verse of uh, chapter 50, rather, verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Offer to God thanksgiving. And uh, again, um, in verse 23, it says, Whoever offers praise or thanks glorifies me. So God says that He is glorified. And he instructs us to give thanks to him. And Philippians chapter 4. All the way back to the New Testament. Philippians chapter 4. And verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. So it is, um, uh, it is commanded by God that even when you're praying, you are to do it with the spirit of thanksgiving. Okay? And in uh, uh, Psalm 92, 1, I won't turn to it. It says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Right? It is good to give thanks to the God of our creation. So we see that Christ set the example. He was a thankful person. Uh, we have the heavenly host practicing thanksgiving repeatedly. We have the command of God and we see that God himself says that thanksgiving is a good thing. But let's look at one more aspect to see the importance of this. And that is in the Old Testament sacrifices. So let's turn to Leviticus chapter 7 uh, and verse 12 and 13. Leviticus 7 and verse 12 and 13. So just to show that this is not, this is something that's really part of the economy of God from the very beginning. Um, he talks here about the, the, the peace offering uh, that is offered for a thanksgiving. So verse 11, this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings which he shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mixed with oil and so on and so forth. So we see here that um, uh, in verse 12 and then we come to verse 13, he says, besides the cake, as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. So we see here a specific offering, which is the sacrifice of 
thanksgiving. Okay, let's turn to Leviticus 22 and verse 29. We see some more instruction about this um, sacrifice of thanksgiving. Leviticus 22 and verse 29. And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. So we see here that it was to be a free will offering. Okay, so you are to do it of your own free will, out of a willing heart, out of a heart that is uh, abounding with thanksgiving or abounding with appreciation for what God has done. So you are to offer this sacrifice of thanksgiving. And then when we come to Hebrews chapter 13, we see that <clears throat> this sacrifice, you know, in the Old Testament, they were to bring the cakes and the fruit and things like that as a sacrifice of thanksgiving. But, you know, God uh, in, in Hebrews, he tells us a different way of offering the sacrifice in uh, chapter 13 and verse 15. I think, again, we're all familiar with this passage. It says, therefore, by him, that is by Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Okay, how do you give thanks to his name? By offering the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips. So the New Testament parallel for the sacrifice of thanksgiving is simply the fruit of our lips. So what is thanksgiving? Basically, it is the fruit of our lips. It is saying with your lips, you know, expressing with your lips, with your mouth, uh, the, the spirit of appreciation that you have in your heart that is flowing out of an acceptance of the total dependence on God, right? So it is, it is expressing of your... So when we, when we are not thankful enough, if our life is not characterized by thanksgiving, we have to examine how dependent are we on God. Are we really dependent on God or perhaps we are not realizing how dependent we are on God, that everything we have and everything we do is something that we are depending on God for, that it is a provision of God. And there is no limit, there is no end point to how thankful we ought to be. It is to be characteristic of our lives. It is to be uh, uh, operative in, in our lives from, from morning till evening, you know, from the time we rise up till the time we go to bed. It is something that people should see in our lives when they look at the way we live and the way we express ourselves and the things we do. It, this, this aspect of thanksgiving needs to come out in everything we do. So as we go through these next uh, seven points I want to give before you, um, I want you to consider this. Is, our, is my life uh, a life that is characterized by thanksgiving? How often do I, do I take a moment to thank God? You know, how much time do I spend to thank God. So I want to talk about seven aspects of thanksgiving and we'll try to go through these quickly in the, in the time that we have. Uh, point number one, thanksgiving is an integral part of the Christian faith and the Christian walk. Okay, I already mentioned this, but we'll look at a few more verses. It's an integral. So this is not uh, 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 an, an ancillary thing. This is not something that you add to it, but it is to be an integral part of the Christian faith and walk. Colossians 2 and verse 6 and 7. So like I said, we'll be uh, looking at a lot of scriptures here. Uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so let us walk in him. Okay, so he's talking about walking in Christ here. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Okay, so he says... That if you, that you need to first of all walk in Christ, okay, as you have received, so you are believers in Christ, you have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so you have to walk in him, and how do you walk in him? By being rooted 
and built up in him, okay, in his teachings, and established in the faith as you have been taught. So established in the faith that you have been taught, the teaching, the doctrines of the apostles. And all of this, overarching all of this should be that we should be abounding in it with thanksgiving. Okay, we should be abounding in it with thanksgiving. All right, so we see here that it is an integral activity. You know, this activity of thanksgiving is integral to our lives as Christians. Okay, Ephesians um, chapter 5 and verse 4. Ephesians 5 and verse 4. Again, it says that, um, you know, neither filthiness, so it says, let it not even be named among you, this verse 3, uh, as is fitting for saints. So he talks about all the things that shouldn't be, should not be characteristic of a Christian, okay? Filthiness, foolish talking, coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So he says, you know, don't do all of these things, you know, don't do these things that are not fitting for saints, you know, don't engage in filthiness, don't engage in uh, foolish talking, don't engage in coarse jesting. These are not filling for us as believers, but rather he says, instead of that, you need to engage in what? In giving of thanks. Okay, so this is uh, an important part of our, our, our life. And then it is to be a continuous activity. Okay, we go back, go, since we're in Ephesians 5, let's stay there uh, and move over to verse 20, which we looked at uh, when I started off. It says, giving thanks always for all things. Okay, giving thanks always for all things. It is to be a continuous activity. It is an integral activity and it is a continuous activity. In Hebrews 13, 15, which we just read, again, it says that let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise. Okay, so this is a continuous thing. It's like Paul says, pray without ceasing. Okay, it doesn't quite say it, but it's quite implicit there that giving thanks is to be continual, unceasing part of our life. Okay, it is to be all-encompassing. So back in Ephesians 5 and verse 20, uh, you know, which we just looked at, it says, giving thanks always, not only always, but for what? For all things, okay, all things, everything that happens in our life has to be characterized by giving thanks to God. It is to be all-encompassing. Let's look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. 5 and verse 18. In everything give thanks, we read this, right? In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you or for you, right? It's to be all-encompassing in everything, in every circumstance. And if you look at verse 16 and 17, there it says, rejoice always, okay? Um, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. So you have to rejoice in all circumstances. Good circumstances, not so good circumstances. And it has to be all-encompassing in our lives. Okay, one more verse, Colossians 3 and verse 17 on this point. Colossians 3 and verse 17. And it says, um, no, I think I got the wrong verse there, so I'll skip that one. Uh, but again, we saw these verses that tell us it's to be in all things, right? And not only that, in Philippians 4, 6, we saw that, that how do you get the peace that passeth all understanding? Okay, the key to peace is thanksgiving. Okay, the way that you enjoy the peace of God uh, in the midst of your need is by being thankful at all times, all right? And then... One, another aspect of thanksgiving in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10. Uh, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food 
supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, the context here is he's talking about giving. Okay, the Corinthian believers were, were, uh, were very good in giving to the needs of other believers. And, and Paul's talking about that. He says, while you are enriched, verse 11, in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God while through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them at all men. So what he's saying here is that he's commending them on giving, uh, generously giving to the needs of these other believers in Macedonia. And he tells us that because you're doing this, okay, what you are doing is you are causing thanksgiving through them to God. Okay, So he says that, uh, what your gift, verse 12, your gift is abounding through many thanksgiving to God, while through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ. So because you are giving, right? So generosity to others leads them to give thanks to others. So we have to give thanks when God gives us something. We have to give thanks when other people, uh, when we benefit from the generosity of other people and thank God for them. So thanksgiving, you know, point number one, thanksgiving is an integral part of the Christian walk. It is to be an integral activity in our life. It is to be continuous. Uh, it is to be all-encompassing. We have to thank God in everything. Uh, it is a key to peace in the midst of need, and generosity leads to thanksgiving by others. So number one, thanksgiving is an integral part of the Christian walk, faith, and walk. Okay, number two, uh, thanksgiving is part uh, of our relationship with God. It is to be part of our relationship with God. It is an integral part of worship. So you cannot worship God without thanks, thank, thanking him. Okay, Psalm 95 and uh, verse 2. So a lot of verses we could pick here, but I'm just picking a couple. Psalm 95 and verse 2. Let us come before his presence with... Oh, come, let's start, start in verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us... Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Okay, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Uh, Psalm 30, verse 4. Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Okay, when you remember, when you think about the holiness of God and his holy name, what should you do? Okay. You give thanks, and that thanks becomes an act of worship. So how do we worship God? You know, our relationship with God has to be based on thanksgiving, okay? Uh, not only that, but uh, it's also an integral and habitual part of prayer. Okay, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. So I told you I'll be jumping all over. Colossians 4 and verse 2. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Okay? So let me ask you this. When you pray, you know, um, do you spend a good amount of your prayer giving thanks to God? You know, it says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. You know, one of the purposes of prayer is to thank God. It's not so much to ask for our needs. Okay? You look at the Lord's Prayer. I think I mentioned this last time. You know, when we talk about from James, you know, you look at the Lord's Prayer and study it and you find that there is only one part there where you're asking for something, right? Give us this day our daily bread. 
right? Everything else, you know, our Father which art never, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is on, on, on earth, as it is in heaven, right? Uh, forgive us our trespasses, for as we forgive those, and thine be the kingdom, the power, and the glory. It's all about God. You know, the prayer, he says, and Jesus gave that instruction, he said, when you pray, you pray like this, right? What should prayer focus on? It should focus on God, not so much on ourselves. And yet, it's so easy for us to always, you know, come with a list of needs, right? And I'm not saying, of course, that's part of prayer, right? You pray for the needs, but more than that, you know, when you pray, continue honestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Be vigilant that you are thanking God in prayer, okay? Your prayer should be a prayer of thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is an, is an integral and should be an integral and habitual part of our prayer life. And prayer life is, of course, you know, a reflection of our relationship with God. You know, when we spend time in the Word and we pray, these are the two fundamental things that every Christian has to engage in. You know, reading the Word and praying. Reading the Word and praying. Reading the Word and praying. We need to keep doing that and make that a habit because that ultimately determines the depth, the quality uh, uh, of our relationship with God. And if you are neglecting that, then, you know, you're neglecting, uh, you know, it, it will lead to lack of spiritual growth. But when we do that, thanksgiving has to be an essential part of that. So point number two, thanksgiving is an essential part of our relationship with God. Third point, thanksgiving is a way, has to be part of our way to make God's ways known to others. Okay, Psalm 79 verse 13. You know, in giving thanks, we can make God's ways known to others. Psalm 79 Psalm 79 and verse 13. So we, your people, and the sheep and sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. Okay, we will give you thanks forever. And, and in doing that, what will we do? We will show forth your praise to all generations. Okay, and you are to use it as a way to make God's way known to unbelievers. Okay, 2 Samuel chapter 22. And verse 50. 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 50. Verse 50. 2 Samuel 22. And this is David uh, uh, is, uh, is praising God for deliverance, okay, uh, from, from his enemies. And verse 50, what does he say? He says, therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name, okay? He doesn't just say, I'll give thanks to you. But I'll give thanks to you where? Among the Gentiles. Okay, among the heathen. Among the unbelievers. Same thing in 1 Chronicles 16.8. I won't turn there. Uh, but let me ask you this. When you talk to believers, I mean unbelievers rather, okay, how often do you give thanks to God? See, this is such a wonderful opportunity. You know, especially in a culture where, you know, people do have a certain religious bent about them, right? Um, you know, do we thank God? You know, they ask you, how are you doing? You know, do you thank God for the way you're doing, for the things that are happening in your life? Do you thank God for the good things that happen in your life, even the simple things? You know, thanksgiving can be a way, when it is part of our life, when it is characteristic of our life, it can be a way to make God's ways known to others so that they know the importance of thanking God in your life. They know the important, importance of the, the place that God has in your life and that can then draw them towards you and towards an opportunity to share the love of Christ with them. You know, think about this. How often does our speech to non-believers reflect our thankfulness to God, right? And it's a very disarming way 
of, of acknowledging the place that God has in our lives. And so we need to thank him in front of unbelievers. Next aspect, number four, is that we are to give thanks for others. Okay, we are to give thanks for others. First um, Thessalonians 3, 9 and 10. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that... I'm sorry, that's chapter 4. Chapter 3, verse 9 and 4. What thanks can we render to God for you for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before, before our God night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. So Paul says, for what thanks can we render to God for you? Okay, that's a way of saying, you know, we give so much thanks for you. You know, there's not enough. Uh, we cannot be thankful enough, you know, to God for you and for your testimony and, and, and we pray for you. Okay, so we have to give thanks for our fellow believers. Okay, First Timothy chapter 2. Not only for our fellow believers, but also for unbelievers. Okay, first uh, Timothy 2 and 1. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. Right? All men. So we have to give thanks to God for the unbelievers who are in our life. For those that God brings into our path. For those who might be doing good things for us. Okay? And we have to make thanks. He says I, uh, the giving of thanks be made for all men. Okay? Thirdly, same passage, verse 2 and 3. Uh, uh, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Okay, we are to give thanks for our rulers. Okay, and we can extend this to give thanks for our employers, for our bosses. You know, when was the last time you gave thanks to God for your boss? Maybe he's a difficult boss, right? Maybe he's a boss who gives you a hard time. Maybe he didn't give you a good performance rating. Maybe he didn't give you a good salary increase. Do you still... Give him thanks, give God thanks for him, right? But he says we are to give thanks for all men and especially for those who are in authority. Um, you know, when we were having prayer uh, on Friday, one day, uh, uh, Rebbe was there and he was talking about the elections and what are we to pray for? You know, what is it? The word of God tells us here, what are we to pray? Are we to pray that the BJP should not win? I've heard so many people praying that, you know. Lord, please don't allow the BJP to win. Okay, I don't know how many of you pray that. Is that a right prayer? No? What should we pray for? Tells us here, right? Huh? That you are to pray for kings and all who are in authority that what? We may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Whoever comes into power, whichever party, okay, pray that we may lead, we are to pray for them that they may rule with right, in righteousness so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. That there would be no hindrance to our ability to live a godly life in reverence to God. But this prayer should be couched in thanksgiving. Okay? We are to give thanks. The thank, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Give thanks for those who are in authority. Not just the government, but those who are in authority over us. Okay? Our, our, our employers are in authority over us. Okay? The the, the, the law enforcement people are an authority over us. Pray for all of them. Yes, so we are to give thanks for others. All right. Uh, point number five. We are to give thanks for the mercies or the blessings of God. Okay. Psalm 100 verse 4. So hope you get a sense as we go through this of all the things 
that we are to be thankful for. There's so much that we have, we of all people have to be thankful about, right? Psalm 100 and verse 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So what are we to do? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Okay, we enter into the gates of God with thanksgiving for what? For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. His mercy is everlasting. Okay, so we are to praise God for his mercy towards us. Praise God and thank him for his blessings to us. Thank God for his salvation. We are to thank him for sustenance. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse uh, 3 and 4. 1 Timothy 4, verse 3 and, and 4. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So we are to give thanks for the food, okay? For the sustenance that God gives us, right? And that's something that we teach our kids. But how often... You know, I know sometimes when I'm at work and somebody brings a food and I start eating it, I forget. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's funny, sometimes the kids, you know, when you're at home, they remind you, Dad, you forgot to pray. You know, and then you got to say, okay, and stop eating and, and go back and pray, right? But we have to thank God for the blessing of sustenance, all right? Then we have to thank Him for His physical and material blessings, okay? Isaiah 51 and verse 3. Isaiah 51 and verse 3. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Okay, so he's talking here about physical blessing coming to Zion, to the children, to the Israel. And he says that in response, what should we have? We should have joy and gladness and thanksgiving and the voice of melody. So we are to give thanks for the blessings. We are to give thanks for the mercies of God for his salvation. We are to give thanks for sustenance. We are to give thanks for physical and material blessings that he gives to us. Point number six, okay, is, is thanksgiving associated with deliverance. Okay, Psalm 69 and verse 30. So when God delivers us from certain circumstances, we are to give thanks. Psalm 69 and verse 30. So David is here, if you look at uh, the, the, the title of the psalm, it says, an urgent plea for help in trouble. And what does he say? He says, but I am, sorry, verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Okay? So when you are delivered, you thank God. Look at uh, Jonah chapter 2. Okay, so Jonah is here in the, um, in the belly of the fish. Okay? Jonah is in the belly of the fish and even when he's praying there for deliverance, what does he say? Verse 9. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. He acknowledges the salvation of the Lord and he says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an act of sacrifice. Okay, and then Psalm 107 and verse 22. Okay, uh, again, the psalm is there. You know, Psalm 107, it says, Thanksgiving to the Lord for his Great works of deliverance. And verse 22 says, Psalm 107, 22, Let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. 
sacrifice, let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving is what the psalmist says. Finally, you know, seventh aspect of thanksgiving is that we are to give thanks in the midst of suffering. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, 15. 2 Corinthians 4 and 15. And Paul is here talking about, um, you know, he talks about in verse... Uh, 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 verse 7 or verse 8 says we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not dis uh, destroyed and go on verse uh, 11 um, he says uh, uh, we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifest go on to verse 15 for in all things for all things are for your sakes that Grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. So he says it doesn't matter if we are suffering. It doesn't matter if we are hard-pressed on every side. It doesn't matter what circumstance we are in. You know, when, uh, uh, you know, in the midst of suffering, you know, we are to abound. Okay? We are to cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Because our thanksgiving glorifies God. Okay? Uh, Romans, uh, well, let's stay in Second Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9 talks about the thorn in the flesh. He says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. I will rather give thanks in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Okay, Romans 5 and verse 3. Okay, talks about uh, difficulty and persecution. Romans 5 and verse 3. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We glory. We give thanks in tribulation. So we are to give thanks in the midst of suffering. So these are the different things as we go through scripture we find about thanksgiving. The thanksgiving is an integral part of our walk. It's not an ancillary thing. Uh, it is a part of our relationship with God. It is an important part of building that solid, healthy relationship with God. Thanksgiving is a way of making God's ways, God's ways, God's uh, blessings in our life known to others. Thank we are to give thanks for others. We are to give thanks for all of the blessings that God allows in our lives. We are to give thanks for the deliverance that he gives us day after day from various dangers and various troubles. And even as we go in the midst of suffering, we are to give thanks for him. So there's so many things that we see about thanksgiving. You know, from the beginning of scriptures all the way to the end, in Revelation, we end, it ends with, with the hosts of heaven giving thanks to God. So let me ask you this. How is your life, is it a life that is characterized by thanksgiving? You know, you can either have a life that's characterized by thanksgiving or one that, that, that is always bemoaning your circumstances. You're never satisfied. You're always looking for the negative in life. You're always looking for things to complain about. You're always looking for, for things that, you don't, that you're not happy about, the things that are wrong, the things that are lacking, the difficult circumstances that you're going through. But when we have that attitude that we are totally dependent on God, then we will have uh, this attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving that will flow out of an acceptance of total dependence upon God, expressing our gratitude and praise to him at all times, expressing our gratitude and praise to him even in the midst of difficulty. 
you know thanksgiving you know when we are thankful christians you know we will grow as christians when we are thankful we will we will begin to depend more and more on god and even when we go through difficulties we will be able to face them uh, uh, in a different manner we will be able to face them with happiness because we learn that art of being thankful in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus concerning you you know we always wonder uh, you know what is god's will for me you know and he has told us very clearly that my will for you is that you should be thankful right in everything you are to give thanks so i trust that 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 going through all of these scriptures will impress upon each of us today uh, the importance of thanksgiving and also help us to examine our own lives to see you know how thankful are we you know and start practicing that in our lives even for little things let's stop and thank god let's thank him for the for 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 the provision that he makes let's thank him for the difficulties that he brings into our lives because they might be teaching us something because they produces uh, because tribulation produces patience let's thank him for that let's look for what he's trying to teach us in those difficult moments let's thank him for the people that he brings into our life let's thank him for uh, for our rulers for our friends for our for the unbelieving friends let's thank him so that we may have the opportunity to to share the gospel with them let's thank him for everything that happens in our life and when we are thankful we will find that we are more pleasing to god and, and our walk with 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 the lord will benefit from it and it will improve and we will be that much more blessed may god enable us to do that heavenly father we thank you lord as we dwell on these thoughts of thanksgiving and we do admit father that we fall short that we always would rather look for things lord to to be unthankful for to complain about rather than to look for all of the blessings that you give to us lord we thank you most of all father for that indescribable gift our lord and savior jesus christ we thank you for his life for for his work his person his work on the cross of calvary we thank you that we can come week after week to thank him and for what he has done for us by remembering and obeying his command lord we pray lord that we would show our thankfulness to you not just in in words but also in the way we live our lives father but but lord we pray that the words would not be lacking as well lord that we would realize how dependent we are on the father how dependent every step that we take lord the very fact that we are alive from one moment to the next lord is is something that we need to thank you for yet lord we always tend to think that a lot of things we do on our own lord that we deserve the credit help us to understand father and to have that realization and have that mentality that nothing we have lord is of our own it is from you and therefore we need to give thanks we pray lord that that we may constantly constantly continually be offering sacrifice of praise which is the fruit of our lips abounding in thankfulness we thank you for reminding us lord that it is your will for us to be thankful help us lord to be known as people of thankfulness people who are always thanking god for everything that happens in our lives help us to be thankful people thank you father for this word that you've brought to us we pray that you will bless it to each of us and help us lord to examine uh, our lives in the light of it lord and forgive us lord for lack of thankfulness in our life lord which is so abundant lord thank you for all your blessings we ask in the name of our lord and our savior